episode 7 of the Holy Perspective Podcast. I'm so happy to be here meeting virtually with you guys. I have my good brother and friend Ryan with with me today, which I will be introducing in a second. Uh, but before I do, I want to remind everyone of what the mission of this podcast is, which is to invest in the spiritual growth and personal development of every listener, uh, equipping you to overcome difficult struggles, and to stand firm in, a, in your faith in a culture that opposes godliness. Really, with every episode, our aim is to prepare you to cause an impact in your circle of influence and continually get you closer to the, fulfilling the will that God has created you for. Now, that being said, um, I have, like I said, a good friend of mine, Ryan, um, whom I met not too long ago, maybe a couple months. Uh, Ryan is the former children's director here at, we were called Calvary Chapel, Las Vegas. Now we're Awaken, Las Vegas. Uh, Ryan has a big heart for missions. He's been trained. He's gone to missionary school. He's lived in the Philippines. He's a husband. Uh, he's currently uh, an IT director. And uh, in the short time I've known Ryan, I've gotten to see just his heart of service, uh, zeal for the Lord. So it's my pleasure to have you here today, uh, brother. Uh, how are you feeling? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. Super excited. Blessed. I know a while back we talked about, uh, you know, getting together and, and, you know, doing this, right? And so it's it's cool to, it's finally here. We got the time together. And so I'm excited just, you know, to share what the Lord has put on my heart. And, and you know, as the Spirit leads for this conversation, it's going to be good. Praise God. I'm super excited, bro, to have you. And I know that there's going to be a lot of wisdom shared tonight. Uh, so before we start, uh, would you mind just praying over our conversation and over our listeners? Yeah, for sure. Um, Lord God, we just thank you for this time, God. We ask that you would just be here with us now in this conversation. Lord, you would guide our conversation. You would direct our steps. You would give us wisdom. You would put your words on our mouth, in our, on our tongue, Lord, and in our mouth, Lord, and fill our hearts with your love as well, God. We bless, uh, ask you to bless this time now yes, and anoint it, God. And may people just be encouraged by what you've um, instructed us and what you've given us, Lord, as we share that tonight. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. All right, well, I'm excited about yeah. tonight's topic because, one, <laughs> I'm one of the guys you're going to be speaking to and I'm going to be speaking to, okay? So I'm a single man. I'm 28 years old. Okay. About to be 29 uh, this Saturday. Wow. Uh, oh. Yeah. September 17th? Yeah, I'm getting old. Dude, you know, Cherubi's birthday is September 18th. No this way. This Sunday. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We gotta celebrate and do something. You have plans Saturday? Well, now I do. I'm coming over, <laughs> eating right. whatever you have at your house. <laughs> For sure, bro. If you want. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's well, a side topic, but you know. Yeah. Well, that birthdays aside, I, I, I yeah. spoke a couple episodes ago about singleness, hmm. um, and the episode was well received. And I feel like I didn't do the topic justice per mm -hmm. se, just because it's such a wide topic. Yeah, it and is. And I, I tackled the issue more through a lens of like how we can cope with singleness and with loneliness and like the importance of finding community. Yeah. Um, and stuff, but I know Orion, you have a big testimony and and how you found your wife, and mm -hmm. even like going through your single years and waiting on the Lord, and I got to hear a little bit of your story. But 
can we take a step back and, and just, I'm going to ask the question, like, is it bad to be single in the Lord? Like, do we, is marriage the ultimate goal? Like, like mm. really, like, what, what can we say to the single people out there that are, you know, going through it, going through the motions, struggling, and, like, they feel bad because they haven't found somebody yet, right? You know? Well, I think that one of the common misconceptions is that it is bad to be single. And yeah. I know that I felt that way in the past, right? Um, you know, long story short, I grew up Catholic, experienced Christ in my teens. After high school, walked away. Didn't stop believing, but didn't live for it either, right? Didn't live for Jesus, didn't have a relationship. And when I came back to the Lord around 21 years old, all I could think about is, like, okay, God, I'm a believer now. Where's my wife? You know? And for many years, I was like, is this her? Is this her? Is this her? Yeah. You know? And for a season, I went through this idea. It's like, well, if I can just find a Christian girl, I can make it happen. Right? Which was some, you know, baggage that I brought back from walking as a prodigal. Mm. Right? And then that eventually transformed into, well, okay, well, it's not good enough for her just to be a believer. We right. have to be equally yoked in terms of what we're called to do in terms of what our passions are, right? And also, I don't gel with every single Christian girl, which, <laughs> you know, is tough, right? Because you kind of want to when you're a single guy. It's like, I'm working towards that. So I've been there before where it's like, that's all I could think about. And that's what the focus of my life was. I'm saving up money. I'm working a job. And I'm trying to get myself in order, prepared, you know, so that when I meet that girl, then I'm going to be okay. I'll be, I'll be happy. Right. And I'll feel fulfilled. Mm. Even as a believer, that was something that went through my mind quite often. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you can relate to this. You, you've experienced community with brothers, right? And it helps a lot to have that. And there was a time in my life and I was probably 24, I want to say 23, 24. No, I was definitely 24. <laughs> Met a brother in my old church that, uh, another Calvary and, um, he really encouraged me. He said, bro, one day you're going to get married and you're not, you're going to have kids and you're not going to have an opportunity to enjoy life the way you can now. Oh, wow. And he was a single guy too. And, um, he was, I think like three, four years older than me. And so for me to hear that, I kind of took it to heart and said, you know what? He's right. I'm not going to have opportunity to do certain things. I'm not going to have opportunity to serve the Lord in church as much as I can now. I'm not going to have opportunity to, you know, go on adventures. Yeah, I really got into hiking then. I took road trips with brothers, went to men's conferences, like beach trip, you know, just weekend getaways, whatever. All brothers in the Lord, right? But like enjoying that fellowship and community and encouraging one another while we all waited, right. you know. And so I took that to heart and it changed my outlook entirely. Mm. Okay. Step up a little bit more. Okay. It's not enough just to be content in your singleness. But what does it also mean to live for the Lord? Like some Matthew 6 type, you know what I mean? Like seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Like don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, what you're going to, you know, mm -hmm. um, do. But you know what? Why don't we just focus on the Lord, yeah. right? Instead of th saying, is she the one? Is she the one? Is she the one? While also uh, becoming you know, mature in a secular way, if that will, right? Making sure your finances are in order, your health is in order, right? Emotionally, you're in order, and yet you've dealt with sin, right? Or, or lifestyle sin. 
and seeking the Lord, sitting before him and allowing him to direct you. Mm. And so I've been through different phases is kind of what I'm trying to get to. And so I think there's a misconception when people say, I need to be married. I need to have a girlfriend in order to feel whole and complete. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you would agree with that. Like maybe you've been through that before. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I love what you said about when you're single, you just have so, so much more flexibility with your time. And I hear mm-hmm. like married men and women say this all the time, like your life changes once you're married. You're not going to be the same. Like, yes, it's a blessing. Yeah. But now, like your time is, is largely devoted to that person. Mm-hmm. And I could, I'll tell you right now, my favorite thing about being single is that I don't have to, maybe it's a selfish thing, but I don't have to consult anyone with what I do with my time. You know, it's just like, I want to watch a movie after I get off work, I watch a movie. I want to go for a walk, I'll go for a walk. Like I want to eat a hamburger, I'll eat whatever. You know, I want to spend some time with the Lord for a couple hours, I can. And I don't have to be worried about like, oh, I got to take care of my kids. or like, I got to be with my wife and whatnot. And to be honest with you, like, I still question myself to this day. Like, if I found somebody, mm-hmm. would I be okay and willing to make those sacrifices um, with my time? You know, because right yeah. now I'm, I'm enjoying it, mm-hmm. you know. And, For sure. And, and I'm not going to lie. There are times which I get lonely, you know, and um, you feel the, just a desire to share life with somebody, which I think it's, it's normal. Yeah. But like you were saying, Ryan, I think it's possible to find a godly community that can mm-hmm. fulfill those those needs and desires that we have to share life together. Yeah, um, I agree. And so I guess that's a follow-up question for you. Like, somebody's single, you know, they really want to meet somebody. What are some alternative ways, instead of, like, fi- trying to date around, uh, trying to find the one, what yeah. are some other things that single people can be focusing on right now to make good use of their time, you know, while they're waiting? Well, I mean, there's things that you can do and you can treat it as a distraction or you can treat it as something that will bring purpose. Hmm. Okay. And and the reason why I say that is because if I'm just saying, okay, well, I know I got to be busy while I'm waiting. That's one thing. Right. But if it's, I'm about my father's business, mm. that's a different thing. Yeah. And so gearing your whole outlook to serving the Lord, to being in the center of his will and yeah. doing whatever he wants you to do. So practical things, you know, there's men's conferences all over the United States. You know, one time we drove out to Long Beach, bro, and it was cool. It was an act like men con- uh, conference. I mean, you got some people that have fallen, you know, since then that were there, but you know, the thing is, it was like a group of five guys. We got in a car. We got a hotel room, motel room, whatever it was, right? And we went down as brothers to be admonished, to be edified, to be built up in the Lord. Yeah. And equipped for his glory, his purposes. So we can use that, right, to serve the body, to serve him. And so, um, you know, there's certain things that you don't have time for as much when you're married, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, consulting time, you know, consulting someone else about your time. All right. Um, you know, video games can be a distraction. They can be fun. They can be good past time. But ultimately, it's just a distraction. All right. right. Um, physically, the Bible says that, you know, bodily exercise profits little. It profits, but it profits little. Right. Um, of course, in, in context, he's, you know, Paul's trying to say 
spiritually, right? Mm-hmm. What is the spiritual exercise profit? Profit's great. And we need to um, be about our Father's business. We need to dive deeper into our relationship with Jesus. And we have to understand that we are not done growing yet, mm-hmm. and especially as single men, as single women, right? The Lord wants to work on us. And maybe, just maybe, the reason why we haven't been joined together with you know, our significant other um, is because we're not ready yet. Yeah. I always considered that when I was single. Yeah. Maybe I'm not ready yet and the Lord needs to work on me. So right. let me draw near to the Lord so he can continue to work on me. You know, right. that's so good. So that's so good. And, and I love what you were sharing about being about the father's business, right? If there's one big thing I would ask of everyone listening is really just serve the Lord and hmm. and serve him wholeheartedly. Like don't serve seeking anything in return a position Hmm. like money like oh i'll get to preach or i'll I'll, you know i'll make a name of myself and maybe she'll notice me maybe he'll notice me like Hmm. there's such joy that comes from serving god and finding your giftings and being discipled and like just being part of church community and serving outside of the church community maybe the lord's like put in your heart to like start a bible club at school or maybe he's put in your heart to like reach out to homeless shelters and give food whatever it may be there's such joy that comes in laying our lives down like christ did and serving and i think that is something that we can experience fully as single people and really once Mm -hmm. we meet the the right person experience it serving alongside our spouse yeah but we we can't get there unless we develop that habit of serving beforehand i feel yeah and i think that's so crucial that that you were sharing that um but you know on the topic of of serving and then you said maybe it's not the right time can you speak a little bit to your story and and maybe how do we know when we're in the right season you know to find somebody like how do we know when we're ready yeah um you know they say i I, in our marriage counseling the pastor that we counseled with said this thing to us which i thought was crazy and it it was he said just so you know it's like session one he said just so you know what you guys are getting into marriage is death and i was like (laughs) what are you talking about his death to self yeah okay you can die to yourself before you get married Mm. all right things you know practically okay um i i don't think i've ever had a twin size bed i've always had full queen you know fuller queen right and this is something that's silly and it's a small example but it's like i didn't sleep in the middle of the bed you know in my single years because i always slept on one half of it because i knew that one day i would need to adjust so it's like not to say like i'm doing a check mark but it's like i got that down i don't i don't need to hog the whole bed right another thing is i would listen to some podcasts um of a a really nice series it was called uh, lsd love sex and dating Mm. and it was a pastor and he's based out of la fearless church um haven't really followed up with them, but it was so touching to me, bro, to go through a three-part series on, you know, what does biblical love look like, the purpose of it, what is healthy sex, right? Especially in the context of marriage, which is the only context that God has approved it for and designed it for, yeah. and then dating. And 
I would use that and this biblical, you know, it's, it's tied biblically all throughout and use that and say, you know what, where am I lacking? What mm. can I, where can I die to myself more? In what ways can I improve? In what ways do I need to let the Lord in to, to heal me from my past, to, to work on me for my future, right? There's preparation that comes about that. And you can do this without having someone in mind, right? Mm. Without saying, is this the one? Is this the one? This the one, you know? And kind of like what I said earlier, maybe I'm not ready yet, you know, spiritually, emotionally, you know, maturity. Yeah. Am I mature enough to handle a relationship um, and a marriage at that? Right. And so I don't know if that answered your question, you know, yeah. a little bit. But. Yeah. And to, to add to that, I feel like a lot of times we, we're not ready because we're not focusing on ourselves, right? We're focusing on the wrong thing. And it's so cliche, but you hear it all the time. Like, instead of focusing on finding the right person, like, focus on becoming the right person, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's true. Like, it we need to focus on developing godly character. Mm-hmm. Like, my question is, think about the candidate that you want to marry. Like, your ideal person, right? Mm-hmm. And Lord willing, you're listening to this. You want a, a God-fearing man, a God-fearing woman, someone that serves the Lord, someone's like devoted, has the same vision, aspirations as you do. Yeah. Okay. So that kind of person, what are they going to look for? They're going to look for the same attributes. So if you're not serving, if you're not being loving, if you're not lay, laying your life down, you know, if you're not doing all the things that Ryan was talking mm-hmm. about, like, how are you expected to find that person? Right? right. We, we can, and I've made this mistake ourselves. The word, the word says where your treasure is, your heart is also, right? Mm-hmm. So where is our treasure? Like, is it in finding the one? Is it on wealth? Is it like on advancing our business? Whatever, which those are not bad things, mm-hmm. right? But if the Lord is not the center, yeah. then we've got our eyes on the wrong thing. Yeah. And I think that's so key. And that's why we're pushing so hard on like focus on serving, focus on yourself and developing yourself. Yeah. Because if you want to step into that season... You need to find like good resources, like Ryan was saying, to like uh, develop yourselves. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a podcast, a book. When I was in my single season, bro, I remember I would just I became obsessed with learning about singleness, right? Okay. And like single people within Scripture. Yeah. And I studied Adam and like why did God say it is not good for man to mm-hmm. be alone, right? Like why didn't God create Adam and Eve from the beginning? He could have. He yeah. made Adam, he took the limb, and, like, he made Eve. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I started to question, like, is marriage necessary? Like, how did the single man in Scripture make it? Like, Paul, yeah. like, Jesus. And you see examples of people, like, who fulfill their ministries without being married. So, yeah. really, you begin to question, like, God, is, is marriage, like, an essential thing that we mm-hmm. need on this earth? Like, is it my purpose? Um, and my conclusion was, I don't know what you think, but feel free mm. to speak into this. It's like, no, it's not necessary, yeah. right? Like, we can fulfill what God has called us to do mm-hmm. without marriage, right? For sure. And, and I think, like, finding the right person kind of, like, helps us and pushes us forward. Yeah. But what do you think in that regard? So, I mean, there's a lot of scripture to hold in the balance here, right? Yeah. We never want to just take one scripture and then make a whole doctrine out of that. And, right. Or, or a worldview, for that matter, right? I can't just look at Genesis where God says it's not good for man to be alone, mm-hmm. right? Because if we take that, it's like, well, I got to get married, right? right? It's not good for me to be alone, and I'm skewed, right? 
Because then Jesus later on says, well, some people have been born eunuchs. Some people have been made eunuchs by men. Mm. And some people have made themselves eunuchs. Yeah. Right. Spiritually for the sake of Christ and for sake of this kingdom. And so um, to break that down a little bit, because that's that's obviously a parable. right? Mm. Um, some people are born eunuchs. Okay. That means that they just have no desire at all to be married. Right. Mm. They can live alone as a single person. They have the gift of celibacy, the spiritual yeah. gift of celibacy. Okay. No desire, no distractions. Mm-hmm. All right. Made eunuchs by men, obviously, you know, slaves, maybe, um, you know, it's, it's probably not as common today, right? But someone right. who is in a, a position of service and they've devoted their life to that service or they've been forced into that. So more mm-hmm. of against will. Okay. Right. Back in the day that you actually, actually used to castrate some men, right? And they would be the queen's servant or the help oh, so boy. that they could never, yeah, it would be awful, right? Yeah. So talk about low T, you know, it's, (laughs) but it's, it was a measure of safety so that they wouldn't rise up, right. And try to assume the throne or assume power. And then those who have made themselves eunuchs for the Lord's sake, for the kingdom's sake, these are these people who have set aside their desires altogether Mm. so that they might pursue holiness and godliness and serving God faithfully without distraction. Right. And also perhaps some of these are for a season, you know, um, I think that maybe you could become, you can make yourself a eunuch for God for a season of time, right? Until he brings mm-hmm. something to be, right? It's not like, I think about the Catholic priests, you know, they, they put such a hard, strict rule on them. You cannot be married. And it's like, well, where is that in the Bible? Right. You know, you're not going to find that. That's going to be in some Vatican document, you know, mm-hmm. from, from who knows where and what, but you're not going to find that in the Bible. And then let's take into account Paul in 1 Corinthians 7, I think. He, it's funny because my wife and I read this chapter a few days after getting married. <laughs> and we're like, man, when I was single, I read this chapter. It was like, you know, if you burn in lust for someone, you know, you should probably get married. <laughs> yeah. You know, you should yeah. misbehave, all those things. Like, man, it's a good thing to be married, right? I can't wait. I got to, you know, do this. And then you read it again. We read it again when we were married, and we're like, man, Paul's basically standing on the rooftop saying, don't get married if you don't have to, because there's so much work to do in the kingdom, and so you're going to be so much less distracted, more free to serve, more free to go. Yeah. And so in, in, in that, it's not that we're serving out of obligation, but we're serving because we've been fulfilled in Christ, and we've found our purpose, and it's it's just a natural out- overflowing, right? And mm-hmm. so... Um, to get to get to the point here, it's like, what do we do when we we, we want to take into account multiple parts of Scripture and develop this worldview? What's well, not good for man to be alone? It's easier to serve God if you're single. Some people do it by choice, right? Some mm-hmm. people are gifted with that, and so taking all this into account, it's like, you know what? I think there's more to life than getting married, right? You know, and we'll see. That's why we're not married in heaven. Mm-hmm. Right. Even Jesus said, you know, to the to the uh, Sadducees who are trying to mock him. Right. They said, hey, there's a guy. He had a wife and then he died and his brother married and so on and so forth up to the seventh brother. Right. And they never had kids in the resurrection, which they didn't believe in at all. They were saying right. whose wife, you know, who, who, whose husband will this wife be? Will this woman be? Yeah. 
or who's wife of this, you know, whatever, right? How, how that works out. Like, who is she going to be married to in heaven? Yeah. And Jesus is like, you're mistaken. Cause we're going to be like the angels. We're not given in marriage at all. Mm-hmm. It's going to be totally different than what we can imagine. And so our marital covenants are until death do us part, not mm-hmm. for all of eternity. That's good. And we need to keep that in perspective as we govern our lives, right? As we guide ourselves and, and we follow the Lord into relationship. Because if you make your marriage your end-all, be-all, then you've made your wife or your husband your idol and you will always be disappointed by them. Mm. Life is more than just being married. Yeah. And it's important to establish a healthy single life. Right. And that will be useful even in marriage. You know, as, as crazy as that sounds, if you are single now, get, be good at being single. Get good at it, right? If you're married, be good at being single because you're still your own individual person. Yes, spiritually, to have become one, and you're a team now, but you still are gonna have differences. You don't need to lay down and become like, you know, someone who's just like, well, you know, what what's your favorite color? Oh, mm-hmm. It's blue, it's probably mine too, you know? Or like, what's your favorite food? Like, we don't need to match on everything. There's beauty in, in, in diversity. Right, so, yeah. And that's what makes a powerful ministry couple, too. Mm-hmm. When you finally, when the Lord finally introduces you to the one, to the person who's going to be your husband or your wife for that season, right? I don't believe in divorce. It's not an option, not on the table, but if death parts, right? Mm -hmm. Or for whatever reason, right? It's for that season. But um, there's beauty and diversity in ministry gifts and spiritual gifts. And you're a powerhouse team if you both purpose to serve the Lord Mm. and not focus on your marriage because you come together for a purpose and you, right. that purpose is to glorify God. And if Amen. you're not glorifying God with your marriage, then you're missing the big point and the big picture of what it is. Yeah. You know, so. That's so good. That's so good. That's and I lot. think uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's good stuff that you're sharing though. And I think sometimes we forget Ryan that mm-hmm. marriage ultimately in scripture is a reflection of like Christ's relationship with the church, with us. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like our, our marriages on earth are supposed to reflect that and the word says that christ is coming back for a holy bride right Mm. we're the bride and and that's the bottom line like marriage we live in an over sexualized culture where like sex and marriage and 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 really like the flesh is being pumped out at us Mm. through songs through netflix through social media through tiktok and so naturally our brains are being trained to pursue Mm -hmm. that to pursue pleasure right yes to pursue sex to pursue whatever gratifies us and so i think our perspective even christians is being of 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 marriage and sex is being molded by this world Mm -hmm. and it's completely changed to what god intended right like to becoming one flesh like you said is all about bringing him glory right like christ coming back to meet the church so so we become one and then we reign together with him Mm -hmm. like god's intended marriage to be a reflection of our relationship with him and how much how much are we pursuing that like how much so are we keeping that in the forefront and we're not trying to say like marriage is bad yeah we're trying to say 
really focus on 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 growing as as a single person yes but also like the importance like Ryan was saying of choosing well because once you're married you're married you know and like that's why the the warning that Paul gives in first Corinthians 7 um, you know if we're gonna focus on meeting the needs of the other person wouldn't it be so much more wonderful if their needs are like God's needs right like we're pursuing God's needs so it's just like Mm -hmm. There's a mutual understanding of, hey, we're on, on this earth to honor God. Yeah, and that's all that's we want to do. And so, like, the worst thing you can do is marry and be unequally yoked, right? Yes. You, you go to church, you're passionate about, like, discipleship and, and making Jesus known. And then she wants to be a pop star and travel <laughs> the world and, like, make big money. I'm like, whoa, it's she harsh. may be beautiful and hot, but, like... You're yeah. going in two different directions, and yes. that's not going to work. It you won't. Know? And so I think we overlook that we often look for a nice Christian guy, Christian girl. Mm-hmm. But how much more important is it, Ryan, to not just marry somebody that's Christian, but marry someone that's like-minded, like mission-minded? Mm-hmm. How important is that? And can you speak a little bit into, because I, th- I see you and Sherry B, and mm-hmm. the love that you guys share for reaching the lost and how she serves with the kids. And I'm like, yeah. wow, like, yeah, marriage may have its difficulties, but you can tell that God's in the midst of it and it's really blessed mm-hmm. that relationship. So can you speak a little bit into that? Yeah, so I think that you made a good point in that, you know, being unequally yoked is is bad, right? Yeah. It's toxic even. It's poison. It's literally poison. If you are a believer and you have an unbelieving boyfriend or girlfriend, like, leave that relationship immediately. I don't care if they're going to church with you on Sundays. If they're not saved, right? then they're not in it for Jesus. Yeah. They're in it for you, and they're making you an idol. Why do you want that? Hmm. We shouldn't desire to be worshipped by anyone, right? Right. And so speaking in terms of unequally yoked, like I believe that you can be um, equally yoked as in believers and in faith, but an unequal match. Hmm. And you know, maybe someone does have a different calling altogether. If they're not willing to submit that calling to the Lord uh, or, you know, I mean, that's hard to say, right? Because obviously the Lord could have called them. But, but if they're not willing to submit and, and yield, right, to, to come together, then it's probably not a good match, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm blessed with Cherubi, right? She's a very ministry-minded woman. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're married, but we do honor the Lord in our marriage in the sense that, you know, she understands. She understands that ministry sometimes is going to be a time-consuming thing, but because she understands that it's for the Lord, that she's willing to endure that, Yeah. right? And we don't put so much pressure on one another in, in the sense of, like, you know, having our personal needs gratified, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't ever put that above our service to the Lord, right? right? Because we have to crucify the flesh. We pick up our cross daily and yeah. follow Jesus. And it's important we're both ministry minded. We're both missionally minded. We have a heart for the lost. Um, you know, we go through seasons and I'll tell you like, uh, these past two and a half, three years, it doesn't tell my story. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a song out there and it's just like, you know what? That's okay. Because the Lord has hidden things in our hearts that 
I know that he's going to bring to fruition one day. There's going to be fruitfulness that comes out of that. Mm -hmm. And it is together in ministry. When you can serve alongside someone in ministry as a married couple, there's nothing more um, fulfilling in the the ministry realm than Mm -hmm. that. How many times have I seen my wife minister to someone and I'm just like, so grateful lord i'm so glad that this is who you have to be my helper yeah you know what i mean and it's it's so good and she's gifted in ways that i am not Mm. and i'm gifted in ways that she's not and so it's complimentary Mm. and so it's important to have the same desire if i have a desire for missions and cherubi didn't have that she would never want to go out of the country or whatever right then it's going to be difficult Right. Or even worse, you know, like you said, if you're a non-believer, then you're going to clash. You mm-hmm. know, you're going to be put into a situation where you're asked to choose between your spouse and God. Yeah. And I pray to God that you choose God in that instance. Right. And, you know, but <laughs> save yourself the trouble now. If you're an unbeliever, <laughs> or if you're a believer and you're dating an unbeliever, just get out now. Right. It's not worth the headache. It's not worth the harm. It's going to cause you emotionally, spiritually later. You are compromised. And we can never be compromised. So mm, that that's so good, and it makes me wonder this, uh, Ryan. Can we be unequally yoked even as Christians? Like even when we meet a Christian person that's like given to the Lord. Like for example, let's say somebody's called to be a, a, a local church pastor, right? But then somebody's called out to be a missionary and travel to Thailand and the Philippines or wherever in mm. Europe. That might be a clash, right? Because somebody's called to the local church. Edify, yeah. build up the church. Someone's called out. Sure. So do, so do we have to be cautious also in choosing within the church? Like, is it enough to be Christians? Or what do you think? I think that we should be careful. I'll tell you a story. Um, when Cherubi and I were first talking, um, you know, for, for the listeners, like, we were long distance. We met in the Philippines in 2017. I was on a mission trip. Um, we stayed in touch when I left. And um, I came back home to the U.S. For 10 months, we were friends, friends with interest in one another. We knew the Lord had brought us together and promised us, you know, to be together. And he blessed it. And there was so much grace. And, and I told you this before. One of the, the key factors that I felt was, you know, in the past, if I say anything dumb at all to any girl that I was interested in, it's like she would shut the door, walk away, and it was over. And it was mm-hmm. like trying to, to grovel to keep her. And I was fighting to keep her. With Cherubi, it was different. It was like, no matter what I said, my words were covered in grace. Mm-hmm. And the Lord is almost seemingly pulled us, pushed us together. Yes, I could have walked away, could have turned my back, but I would have, it, would have, it would have had to have been a very deliberate approach, mm-hmm. okay? And so in terms of this story, during that time, the first period where we were long distance before we were engaged, she had purposed in her heart to go to Thailand and to serve as a missionary for two years or three years. And I was like, well, how does this fit into our picture? Because I know the Lord's put her on my heart already, and I know she's going to be my wife. I had peace from God from that. Hmm. And, and you don't know until you know. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't know until you walk through that. But yeah. there's this peace of God that, that will fill your heart, as Philippians 4 talks, right? You'll be content. You'll know that it's from God. And you'll have such confidence and faith in the Lord that this is the outcome. Right. Maybe you felt that before the job or with certain circumstances or a roommate or something like that. It's the same as I think for a relationship. Well, this desire that Cherubi had to go be a missionary in Thailand, she sought the Lord on. 
and she had this desire and it was going to throw a wrench in our plans and, and the way they were going but she put that on the altar mm. right to the lord and she said lord if this is your will right that this would not be my direction take it from me even though i want it mm. and the lord closed that door very clearly loud and clear closed that door wow and so he's brought us together and so I, I bring this up so that we need to filter. We're not always perfect in discerning our desires to God's wills and, and, and understanding that perfectly. We make mistakes. We are fallible. We're not perfect. We have distractions, right? And we don't always hear God's voice clearly or sometimes our own ideas, you know, we mistake them as God's voice. Mm -hmm. And so getting away from the distractions, seeking him and being willing to let go of any desire, mm. God will solidify his will in your life. Wow. And so Cherubi did that and, and she found out that door is closed and it allowed us to continue in the path of the Lord for sure had for us. And so to answer your question, can you be unequally yoked even as believers? I say yes, if you have different callings, but if you don't mistake your desires for God's callings, mm, you need to be good. very careful yeah. with that and humble yourself. We cannot be prideful and walk in arrogance, right? We need to walk circumspectly. Is this thought of God? Is this thought of God? Is this where I need to be going, right? God, what do you think of this? Mm. We don't walk in one direction with tunnel vision and saying, this is God's will and I'm yeah, going to yeah. go down this way. But check out your surroundings. Figure out what's going on, yeah. right? And let the Lord lead. You don't need to be like leading the show. You know? Yeah. As in a single people, we love to lead the show. Mm-hmm. You know. You gave me flashbacks of my job situation while you were saying that because I, I talked about it last episode. But two and a half months applying, fifty plus jobs, mm. and one night I just said to the Lord, Lord, if you want me to go back to my old job and be a teacher, I will. And I was hesitant and resistant to that for months, man. Yeah. And I was seeing no results. And the very next day, I get a call from HR from a company that turned me down and said, hey, we got a position for you. I'm like, what? Like, the Lord turned things around like that. But he was waiting for surrender, like you said. Yeah. Just like Sherry B laid her plans down mm -hmm. to the Lord. Man, it's such a beautiful thing to see God work once we, yeah. like, surrender our hearts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a constant theme, whether it's like a job, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in money, in ministry, whatever it is, God's just searching for our hearts, you know, ultimately. Yeah. Um, and so it's good. now kind of changing it up a bit, uh, let's say we have some young people out there, maybe some younger men and women, their late 20s, early 30s. Um, maybe maybe earlier than that, but who knows? Yeah. They've been serving the Lord, right? They've been faithful. They're involved in their local church. They have healthy relationships. Uh, sure. They've been praying, faithful. Mm -hmm. They're not called to be Enoch's. You know, they're not. Uh, they don't have the gift of celibacy. They yeah. have a desire to marry. Yeah. Uh, but they're just faithfully waiting in the Lord. What are some practical tips? What are some practical things they can do? Yeah. to maybe position themselves in a way that they can find mm -hmm. the one. And, and, I'll, and I'll preface with this because I know that there are people that think I'm just too old. You know, mm. the, I've missed the train, right? And if I'm not careful, sometimes I think that way because I'm like, sure. I see my friends, 22-year-olds, getting married, 24-year-olds, and I'm like, dude, what's going on, God? Yeah. Like, 
have you forgotten about me? Like, but you know, it's it's not true, but it is something that we wrestle with. Yeah. So, what are some tips, advice that you can give to those people that are struggling with yeah. those things? Man, go to scripture. You know, I think it's important. Um, Psalm one thirty nine. You know, I think Psalm one thirty nine was something that really unlocked my identity with Christ. Mm. And having your identity solidified in Christ will allow you to be content with just Christ. Mm. And that's big. Um, and to someone, you know, I was, uh, I was 28 when I met Cherubee. I was 30 when I got married. Um, you know, I'm 33 now. Cherubee's turning 31, and she's asking me about kids, you know. And it's like one of those things where it's like then seasons of life, they come. Mm. And we need to trust in God's timing for those seasons. We can't put our own time table on those seasons. And so some practical things is just seek first the kingdom of God. I really, truly believe that. Hold on to Matthew 6, right? Hold on to the Sermon on the Mount. So go back a chapter. Read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Read those. Cling to those. You'll have enough to chew on there and enough life application. And it's so hard to, to really apply those all at once. Mm-hmm. It takes time. And so as we are waiting, we need to be content. If God never brings our significant, you know, a significant other into our life, you know, as, as you, you know, your guy, right? You're 28, you turn 28? 29. You're gonna turn 29, okay. You know, less than a week, mm-hmm. all right? If I ask you this question, would you be content if God told you, you you're never going to get married? I just want you to serve me. And asking yourself that question, that's hard to swallow. Yeah. That's hard to think about. But when you are okay saying, God, your will be done, not yeah. my will, but your will, and then it's when that happens. I, yeah. I really do believe that. When, when the Lord... When I met Cherry B, I was in a sing- season of my life where there were nothing else mattered but Jesus mm-hmm. in my relationship with him. And I can honestly say I was full sprint for him, mm-hmm. you know, more than I've ever been in my entire life, more focused on him than ever, no distractions. And it was during that season that he brought Cherry B. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all this time I'm trying to crack the formula, waiting, <laughs> working on myself, which is not a bad thing, right? Yeah. But it was when I sought him out above anything and all else. It's that yeah. he made it happen. So and good. it's been a blessing. And I'll tell you this, it was worth the wait. Mm-hmm. I, bro, I would do it again. I would do it again. Maybe I'd clean up my past a little bit, right, if I had to go through life again. But I would wait until 30 years old to get married again if I had, you know, if I knew the outcome was what it is today. Yeah. Because it's so worth it when God brings the right person into your life, you're not going to want anybody else. And mm. it's worth the wait. Don't, don't ever make the mistake of settling for less than what God mm. has. And so practically speaking, it's living for the Lord full on. That's it. Yeah. And, and um, you know, that could look like a whole lot of different things depending mm. on what season of life you're in. But knowing we have to mature, knowing that I'm probably not there yet, and seeking the Lord and being okay with not ever being married is a good place to start, I think. Hmm. Yeah. That's so good. 
Well, guys, I'm going to recommend listen to this episode a couple times because there's a lot to digest, lots of good stuff shared by Ryan. And I think that stuff that is so practical, but we forget, right? Like, number yeah. one, singleness is not a bad thing. It's a joy, a reason to be fulfilled. Yeah. Like, uh, second of all, like focus on serving, right? Focus on pursuing the Lord and be content, you know, like mm-hmm. he said. And it's hard, but it's it's not... it's. You know, with him, all things are possible. Yes. And I believe he gives us the strength. Um, if if it, we feel that we are, like, obsessing, and I'm like, I really want to be with somebody, and, mm. like, can't think of anything else, or mm. maybe we just need to check our priorities and yeah. check what we're focused on. And so sure. we just want to thank you guys for tuning in. A uh, quick little plug here. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to holyperspectivepodcast.com slash support. I think it's slash donate. We'll try slash donate slash support, one of those two. There you see some forms where you can uh, give via Cash App or PayPal. Um, but if you can't give monetarily, the best thing you can do is share this podcast with your friends. Uh, t- on Instagram, you can follow us at Holy Perspective Podcast. On TikTok is at Holy Perspective. Um, and we just thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Ryan, tell us a little bit about your projects, your, your social medias. Where can they follow you? What, what big movies do you have com- coming up? Uh-huh. <laughs> big movies. Uh, well, uh, you know, the Lord called me to start a YouTube channel a number of months ago. And so uh, if you search Betancourt Missions, that's B-E-T-A-N-C as in cat, O-U-R-T, Betancourt Missions. Um, you'll find me on YouTube still small, but I'm being faithful. You know what I mean? I'm not focused on the growth of the channel, but, um, you know, just following out in faith what the Lord I know put on my heart. So yeah, you can find me there. Um, Instagram, same thing, you know, so what's your Snapchat? I don't have, don't use TikTok. Good. It's hard, man. Those things are distraction and it can be really toxic. So Especially as a married man, he has a guy, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? We got to guard our eyes, so. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being on tonight, man. I think thank you. I was really blessed by having you. And sure. um, I think uh, the listeners will be really blessed listening to this. So Pretty once so. again, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next week in episode eight. Thank you, guys. We love you. And until next time, it's your boy Kevin. Peace. Peace.